0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: In the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, Bears.
2: ESPN Chicago, and this is Waddle and Sylvie live from the Old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD two Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Mm-hmm. for many, many years on this radio show. He is one of the best in the business, if not the best. But never, never have we started talking about uh, prospects this early in the season. Never. Like, we're still talking about hope for the team. Never on October, what is it, 17th? 17th of October. Are we talking already about... Six games in. Drafting and and, and and such and moves like this. We should be enjoying peak football season
0: in Chicago. It's been a while right. since the we've leaves
2: the leaves are still on the damn tree walk. We
0: should be leaf peeping and going on hayrides and pumpkin patch visits. And getting excited about thrilling bears football. Not puking over bears well, football. This has been the norm recently. So not
2: not is. quite this. Last year was pretty. Well, business. but they they were trying to lose last year. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Lewis Riddick joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Help us, Lewis. Help us.
3: Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, you got nothing. Well, um, you know, honestly, man, like, when the season started, I was, I was as optimistic as anyone, and I, and I wasn't a year ago, All right. I, I had. A, I had a feeling that it, it, it would be a bit of a struggle year one for the regime. And of course, I caught a lot of crap from your fan base about that. Yes, that's true. And I really do think that this offseason would, you would see some tangible progress. And I, and I think you've seen it in sports. Okay, but like, for instance, like this Minnesota game, is, it's just frustrating to see. Some of the same things turn up, and I know a lot of it's going to center around the offense and the execution of the quarterback position. and And I get it; I I see why, I I see what it is. You know, like right out of the gate in this game, right? I mean, you know what Brian Flores is going to do. Brian is notorious for sending five, six, or more testing your protection rules of the offensive line, testing the. Ability of the quarterback to handle it when he knows he has an unblocked defender coming. Does he have answers? Does the offense have answers built in? And right out of the gate, there's no answer. And you're going, oh boy, here we go.
0: Yeah.
3: And so right out of the gate, you know, Brian Flores is going, well, they don't have an answer. So I'm going to keep overloading them, especially in obvious passing situations. And, and you know, well, how do you slow that down? Well, you know, they run the football pretty effectively right out of the gate. Um, And sometimes offensive coordinators kind of get away from the simplest answers being the right one. And all of a sudden they want to make things a little bit more complicated. And it looked like that, like the rhythm just kind of got broken up in the run game. And then, you know, on the play that Justin gets hurt, you know, you have options. He has answers. Just get the ball out of your hand. Like, well, why, why, why doesn't it seem like you're finding those answers quick enough? And then, you know, maybe the worst thing that happened for me quite honestly is then Tyson comes in the game after Justin gets hurt and we just see like the rhythm and the quickness of the decision making like tick up dramatically. And the ball's coming out and he's finding some answers. Now he doesn't play perfectly because in the end, you know, he makes a boneheaded throw, you know, to DJ that's intercepted by Patrick that he didn't have to throw. Well, there's plenty of time left in the game. You don't have to do that. But honestly, if you look at the design of the play, he, you know, that's what they were wanting him to do, take a shot down the field. And so you just, you get, in the end, you just get hella frustrated over what, what you're seeing happen. You have you have spurts where you're, you're excited, and then you have times where you're just going, like, you can't win in spite of some of the things that are happening, and it's just, uh, you know, what, you know what winds up happening in the end, man, when this kind of thing happens, when you have this kind of feeling? Coaches get fired? Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. You know what, Lewis? Like, that's exactly right. And you, that's, how I'm, that's how I'm starting to feel.
0: You know, it's when I'd love to get your take on, on the quarterback. This is year three for Justin, and, and he has not been dealt a good hand. There's no question. And we've nope. gone over certain things. Yep. But at the end of the day, good quarterbacks have a tendency of cleaning up others' others' mistakes. And that may be yep. fair or unfair. And and just yep. from my seat, what leaves me most unsettled is I haven't seen enough of that through through year three. And with what they have ahead of them in, in terms of the capital, yep. it's just, have we come to a conclusion as to what direction they're going, or is that decision still to be made, in your opinion?
3: Yeah, I have a feeling that it's it's heading down the path of it all may be reset. Okay, it may be it all may be reset, and I and I don't know. Look, I don't like speculating on people, or on people's jobs, or especially, especially what I have an intimate knowledge and in being inside the building. And but I know that's what we're we're paid to do. We're paid to kind of make educated, you know, and uh, you know, form educated opinions about what's happening here. But I, but I'll tell you this, like, all right. So when Benjamin comes in the game, right? I see the offense. Like, if you see how quickly he gets through what he wants to do and how quickly his process happens. Like, it's just like, I'm not, this ball's out of here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not messing around here. You know, his tempo picks up because he knows, too. Like, I don't know, maybe we don't have answers. Maybe I don't trust his offensive line. I just know that when when, they're, when the ball's being thrown, I'm getting it the hell out of here. And this is, he's doing this off with, I would assume, like, zero reps during the week, right? Yes. Zero. Absolutely zero. So I'm going, okay, so why has that not seemed to have improved dramatically for Justin? Is something not happening as far as the way him and Luke are communicating this? And I know that that's already been him and around about the fact that, you know, when he made the comments that he made... You I know, mean, there's people who have been, you know, spouting off you know, regularly over the fact that Luke's the problem, Luke's the problem. It's not Justin. And then there's people going, it's Justin's the problem. It's not Luke. Well, something's wrong. So let's just put it this way. Something's not clicking, okay? Because the rhythm, the pace, the consistency, especially when we're talking about the passing game, is not there. It's simply not there. And when that happens... Obviously, if you're on the inside, you're gonna start you're gonna start getting pe- pulling people in and going, what the hell is going on here? Take me through how this young man's being taught. What are the issues? Is the issue him? Is the issue you? Can we find out an answer to this issue? Because in the end, if you can't, people are gonna be out of here. And and you know what? So yeah, what does this lead me to think that if I'm a team president, you know, I'm an owner right now, I'm having some real, real, probably loud talking discussions going, if I don't get some answers here or see some improvement, just in terms of the pace and the rhythm with which we play, because I had an undrafted agent come in there and all this, and in, a, in a situation like this, and I'm just telling you, I, I just watched the tape again. It looks different. It looks different against the guy who I knew was going to come in here and try and blitz the living crap out of my offense. Because he's going, I want to see if they have answers. I want to see if they can play faster. I want to see if they can make get stuff happening faster so I'm not sitting here whacking this quarterback. And if you can't if you're not prepared for that and it doesn't look like it's just like, wait well okay, so maybe you maybe this combination isn't working. Maybe somehow, some way this combination is and that is disappointing as hell to me. Yeah. It really is. And that doesn't mean that Luke can't coordinate offenses, and that Justin can't play at a very high level because just a week ago, although it was a much different type of game plan than Washington's defense employed early on against Chicago than what Brian Flores did. What Jack Del Rio did and what Brian Flores did looked much different. And you're sitting there going, DJ Moore just goes off, Justin looks happy, everybody's going, well, maybe we've we turned the corner. Well, no, you haven't turned the corner. You haven't. And that usually leads to wholesale changes where at some point everybody's gone. Now maybe they keep maybe they keep Ryan, and he continues to work on building out this roster, and he picks a different head coach. Maybe he didn't want you know, Matt Eberfluss in the first. I don't know. I don't know, but I know this. You can't have that kind of inconsistency. We all know this in the NFL, and continue to stay in full. You just can't. Somebody's going to go. Something's gonna change because it just seems that year two into this regime with this quarterback, it can't just look so damn lethargic all the time. It can't look. It just can't. And, and when I'm watching it, like I'm, I'm because I'm rooting for. I always root for the success of people, not to sit there and hide in the weeds like most of the clowns in, in our, you know, in society <laughs> sit and wait for people to fail. I'm like going, come on, let's go. Let's go. Like, let's get this thing moving on. and it's just not happening. And that is very frustrating to watch, and then have to talk about because now we're talking about people. You know, who knows? Maybe Justin Fields is moving on. Maybe not. Maybe he's on to his third set of coaches. Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. And that, but I, but I know this: there's no way it can stay the same. There's no way right now that. The powers that be in Chicago it's sitting there going, well, let's just run it back exactly the same way one more time next year. There's no freaking way.
2: No freaking way. There's just no way. Yeah, I, I'm with you.
3: So, just like a lot
2: of people accuse, hey, well, you're not a Justin guy because then there are people who are Justin guys and then or there are people who are not Justin guys and then they, they're rooting against him like you're saying. Waddle and I are Bears fans and we want the yep. best for the Bears. So yep. what what I think you're saying is if you're a scout and you were just at a combine or you're scouting these games or you're a general manager right now and you're scouting Justin, are you telling me you obviously see a problem with Justin processing the defense, whether it's pre-snap or during the play.
3: Well, let me, let me put it this way. Within the context of what he's being asked to do, okay, it seems as though it's not happening fast enough for him. Okay, he's not able to get through what they want him to do. Some, something's not connecting because this seems to happen too slow. And it can't always – look, the NFL can't always be, well, one read and just take off and run it, man. We'll just keep it that – no, it can't always be that. It can't always be that. So – and then when that happens, so let just so I'm perfectly clear, that doesn't mean that someone is a slow processor and he's dumb and he's just – that's not what I'm saying. Because, if, you know, all teachers aren't created equal. And this, does, this also doesn't mean that Luke Getty is a bad offensive coordinator or a bad teacher, but this is a bad mix it's starting to look like. It just is. Because I will say this, you cannot tell me that when Tyson Bajan, or Bajan, I don't know how you pronounce it. Bajan. Okay, that's what I thought. When he comes in the game, you can't tell me that it's not happening quicker for him. Uh, Lewis, I'll it's give, just,
0: you, the, I'll give you the example that, that... – He threw a seam route to DJ Moore, and it was a great catch by DJ because DJ took the hit. But that throw was made every Sunday in the National Football League. And I have to tell you, through six weeks, I think that's the first time we've seen it even attempted. They they threw a seam route to Cole Komet against Denver, and Denver had completely blown the coverage in red zone. But that's a throw that is made by every quarterback in the National Football League, and we that's the first
3: time we've seen it all year. Look at the fir- the first throw that he makes that when he comes in the game. He's under pressure, ball out, best, boom, and it's out of there. It's just gone. So what I, I, I don't know what the answer or the cause is. Yeah. Okay? Because it's hard to make so Tommy, we know when we're sitting in in meeting rooms, we know that every form of communication um and every process that is employed is not a one size fit fits all type of situation. You, I mean, you have to tailor things to individual players sometimes, and not just assume that everybody in the room hears the message the same way and is going to take it to the field the same way. We know how that goes, but it just seems like he is is executing things differently than when Dustin's out there. And then in that same game, when we're talking about the same game, game right? So we get to see a one like a perfect comparison. One guy takes all the reps um, leading up to that game, and another guy probably took zero, absolutely zero, and it just looked different. Mm-hmm. And I hate, you know, that that that's a problem to, for me. So if I'm Kevin Warren or I'm Bears manager, whoever it is, I want answers. I want answers. I, and, and you know, as a defensive player, when I'm watching that tape right there, I'm going, okay. One guy looks like he's going to give us a chance to get there, executing this offense, and the other guy, we're going, I don't know. He's going to look like he's like sitting there going, look, you ain't, you ain't hitting me. I'm not sitting here hold on, holding on to this ball. I'm getting this ball out of here. And so as a defensive player and as a defensive coordinator, if that were to play out longer, let's just say over if you, if you played a five, six-quarter game, I'd start changing my tactics against the the next guy who came in, as opposed to the first guy who was in. And We're, see that that that's that's the kind of lens I look through the game. Yeah, I look at the game with, and I'm hoping that's the kind of lens that the people who are making decisions are, look, are looking at the game because that's telling me something. Something's not working. Some something needs to change there, and and it's just uh it, it's unfortunate, especially coming off of again. You know, when, when you watch that Washington game and you watch how Jack decided to play play the game, you know, Brian was like, no, screw that. I'm going to make everything happen so much faster. I'm going to make this offensive line. Now, is the offensive line the best in the NFL? No. Were there some issues there where were you sitting there going, hold on now. Why is Darren Kenevins right. blocking the Neil Hunter? Yeah. And Darnell Wright standing out here to a linebacker. I'm
2: like, what the hell is that? Right. They, they uh, We we were we asked Eberflus that yesterday. We do the coaches show. He said they don't teach it that way. But still, like penalties, Lewis, in an undisciplined team, why does this continue to happen?
3: Right. So I'm going, okay, so is that Darnell's bust? Is that the running back's bust? You know, running backs who haven't played a whole bunch. Maybe haven't taken a whole bunch of reps. Had some mental error. I mean, so what's happening there? Because those two guys, they looked like they were on the same page. It didn't look like two guys were blocking one. It was like one guy was like, hey, I'm going out here in the back. Door. So, look. I, they were defiantly again, missing their assignments. Yes, yes, yeah, with authority. Yes. Right, exactly. So, I'm going, wait a second. Wait a second. So, you're doing that very confidently. So, is that, is that how you I – mean, again, I'm asking questions now. Those are the kind of questions that if I'm a Jeff, general manager, president, team owner, these are the kind of things I'm asking. Because that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So, yeah, it's um. Look, man, I don't, I don't have, and, and I know sometimes people feel though, you know, I, I, I do my very best, man. Like I said, to root for everyone. So, I get disappointed when this kind of crap happens, and players truly aren't living up to what I think their potential is, and this is a situation where. Nobody's going to get what they want in the end here. Nobody's going to get what they want, and that—that's—that's uh, that, the road I think this is going down very quickly.
2: Unless the Bears get Caleb Williams and they get the number one overall pick, but a lot of people got skittish after the performance at Notre Dame. Are you out on Caleb Williams? No, I'm
3: not out. <laughs> no, and you know what? Can, can I ask you guys something? Like, what the hell has happened with how? Quickly, people go from this guy is a short fire Hall of Famer to this guy
0: sucks. What's well, the but, hot? It's the hot take environment that yeah, we live in these but days. But you
3: know what? But you know what, Tommy? I'm so damn sick of that. Oh yeah, we are as well. I'm so sick of it. I can't even tell you. Like, you know, I think analysis when it comes to this kind of thing, like, and, and even whether you're a fan, an analyst, whatever. Have to have some some form of rationality to it, to where you can't be like saying that a guy sucks one week and then the next week he doesn't. Even if his play is uneven, because we all know that play, if it was all perfect all the time or all crappy all the time, everybody would be doing this, right? But those kind of like dramatic swings of the pendulum just drive me up a wall. So when it comes to Caleb, look, I heard all, I heard it, I saw it all on social media, I heard it all. He's overrated the whole time. This guy was never that good. He's going to cost USC a chance in the national championship because he was never that good, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, damn. I've also heard people say that he's a generational guy. I've heard people say he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes that there's been in the past, you know, since Patrick Mahomes came out. So it's like, well, which one is it? It, It's like, look, man, this this stuff is so far all over the damn place. Which one is it, (laughs) Louis? Which one is it? I've
2: honestly
3: really gotten very frustrated with it all. Which one is it, though? You tell me which one it is. Oh, well, look, I think from what I've seen and from what I've heard about Caleb, I have, look, I've seen Dan Marino, John Elway, Patrick Mahomes. I've seen everybody. I've seen all of them have bad games, man and we're just sitting there going what what is that I've seen them all do it all of them I'm still in so And he's, I'm all the way in. He's still the first all pick the in the in.
0: draft when you guys are sitting in where is the draft year? I don't even know
3: Well I'll tell you what when I when well, I'll tell you this and this is just from I've only I watched Caleb on tape when I was watching Colorado getting ready for a Colorado game and I watched USC and obviously, I mean, there were, there were some issues there in that game where I mean he had some wide open looks, but there's also issues. There's also plays where I mean you saw one touchdown he threw against Notre Dame where he's rolling left, jumps up in the air, throws the ball back right. I mean it's just like wait a second, this is the kind of freak stuff that that Mahomes does. So yeah, I, I I'm still as far as from what I know, I can't wait to watch all of his games. And just like with Drake May and everyone else, when we get when we get rolling on the draft prep. But, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why a game like he had against Notre Dame, which any kid can have, let alone any pro, uh, I don't see any reason why why we should pull the plug and all of a sudden go, he's just overrated. He, right. he was hyped up, propped up. But yeah, no. Hey, um, I'm not doing that.
0: speaking of Colorado, how did you enjoy your time with your former teammates, Dion? and, and what has he done for for college football, in your opinion, Lou?
3: Yeah, um, look, I, I love Dion, man. I mean, he's... The growth of this dude from the time he was at Florida State to, you know, when he was drafted and people keep watching those those clips of when he was drafted and he, you know, and he had the chains on and stuff to, to now. I mean, it's just a natural evolution of, of a young man into a very wise older man um, who still has not lost not one ounce of his competitive fire. He's still one of the greatest marketers in the history of sports. He knows when to turn it on. He also knows that that's not him 24-7, because it isn't. And if you ever sat and talked to him, you would understand that this is a guy who was brought up in the old school times of football and uh, player development, just like me, just like you. He has old school roots, old school uh, fundamentals that he believes in, and he is on those kids like you wouldn't believe from a, in, in an old-school type of way. The best but way I've described even... it, Lou, is,
0: is that he's he's got substance. Like, I got to know him oh, in Los Angeles at the does. NFL Network, and does. people that think he's just talking without any substance behind him have no okay. idea who he is.
3: Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing that because you have a preconceived notion yeah. and nothing's going to change your mind. That's why. I mean, we know what that that is. That happens all over the place with, with human beings. They, they have a certain image in their head about somebody, and nothing's going to break that. And as a matter of fact, what they will wind up doing is what people do to him now and what people do to everyone. They will sit and be quiet and sit on their hands and put masking tape on their mouth when things are going good. And as soon as something happens to where it kind of fulfills their, what they felt was going to be, you know, that person's prophecy in the first place, then all of a sudden they rip the masking tape off, get off their hands, and they start screaming from the mountaintops. And that's what they do to him. But he... He understood from the very get-go where he was at as far as building that program and what it had and what it didn't have. He was honest from that with that right from the beginning. But what he has done as far as changing the landscape, as far as recruiting, team building, uh, program marketing, relating to players, they're printing money in Colorado. And every <laughs> single college right now is chasing, as he calls it, the bag any damn way. So don't be mad at him for taking the, taking it to the next level. And don't hold that against them and all of a sudden say that that's all he is, is flash and dash and just a big, you know, like a, like a comment that's just going to shoot across the sky and burn out and all of a sudden he'll be gone. No, he, he's serious. He's very, very serious about what he's doing out there. He's got a strong staff. Everybody's on notice out there in Colorado. Cause I can tell you this, he ain't happy. He ain't happy with the way things have gone the past couple of weeks. And, um, he let his people out there have it, and he know and they know that he's not happy. And um, the bye week came at a perfect time for them. They come out of the bye, they play UCLA on national TV on ESPN in two weeks. So uh, I'm pulling for him, man. Yeah. I really and he's so fun to talk to because he can go from the player to the coach to the father to prime time in the blink of an eye. And like you just sit there, next thing you know, two hours ago. We sat there and talked with him for almost two hours, man. And it was, it was one of the coolest things. I felt like I was back in Sewanee, Georgia at the Falcon <laughs> Inn and training camp again.
2: And I love that fun. I love when you share those pictures. Really quick, as we let you go, speaking of coaches, and, and we, we are preparing for a possible change here, um, yeah. I, I have my eye on Ben Johnson. Um, yeah. Is that the guy that we should have our eye on?
3: Well, I mean, he's a good guy to have an eye on, considering the kind of relationship that he and Mark Brunell have formed with Jared Goff. Well, he, Mark with Dan Campbell have formed with uh, with Jared Goff, and how they've taken him and turned him into someone now who was a MVP candidate. To where just a couple of years ago it was, well, you're the reason why we can't get over the top out here in LA. Now. So that for sure makes you go, hmm, looks like I need to talk to Ben Johnson. Looks like I need to talk to a whole bunch of people in Detroit about, you know, what was it? Because you know you know, it was a team effort to get him playing the way he's playing, right? It isn't just Ben. It isn't just calling plays. It's more than that. And that's, that's the thing that whoever's making decisions on whatever happens in Chicago, you better, like, make sure that you have the right people who are that you're talking to about what is it exactly that we're looking for, whether it be for Justin or whoever else you're going to have in their quarterback, because man, we just know how important all that is. And isn't it, isn't it funny how it wasn't that long ago that people were laughing their ass off at Dan Campbell in his introductory press conference. Ain't nobody laughing now. No biting no.
0: kneecaps. No, he he's put together. everyone in the he, ass right he, now he, is what he's
3: doing. That's right. <laughs> he he <laughs> that's put right.
2: together a hell of a staff. That's for sure. An
3: unbelievable staff. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And he has an unbelievable way of connecting everybody who I know who's up there. And I know a few guys who have been there has said him and the ex players that he has on his staff have become just unreal coaches in terms of the way they're able to tap into the competitive makeup of every single player and get them all to fight for one another. And they are a big, tough, nasty football team that will smack you around in a way that is the fitting of the old days, okay, so to speak. And that that's cool. And that's why they're going to be there in the end. They're going to be there in the end. Somebody's going to have to deal with Detroit in order to get to where they want to go. Otherwise, Detroit's going to get to where they want to go and where no one thought they could go.
2: And now we're Detroit
3: all the way to the end.
2: And now we're, we're the old Lions. school Detroit. Detroit yeah. Right now. now we're the we we're the new. Yeah. All right, Louis. Great stuff. We really appreciate you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Lou. Always course, enjoy dude. the conversations. You bet. All right. He's the best, Louis Riddick. Uh, ESPN does college, does NFL. Is just great at what he does. And, and some real honest talk there about uh, Justin Fields and, and the processing issues. If you want to weigh in and react to that, what do you hear? 312-332-3776. Whether you agree or disagree, be our guest. We've got Barstool Big Cat coming up at 4 o'clock. It's that time again
0: Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. That's Tom right, John. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Trust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Before we get to the old sports room, I wanted to let you know that there's a new study out okay, that says ice cream and potato chips are just as addictive as cocaine or heroin. I believe that. I find myself with a bag of barbecued potato chips. I have a hard time putting them down. Of course, because they're highly addictive. Like, well, like not, cocaine or heroin. They're
2: not as bad for you as cocaine or heroin.
0: No, I mean, they're probably not good for you if you no, eat an entire I, large right. bag of barbecued potato chips. But if you, if you eat
2: ice cream and potato chips within reason, like a small portion... That's better than a small portion of cocaine and heroin. That's true. You know what I mean? Right.
0: You know, I'm not well, surprised well, but, by this, are you? No, no, Do not at all. Do you think that there's an addictive chemical that makes you crave it nightly, smart ass? And again, that's like... That you no, know chip- I mean serious. Do you think that there
2: is an addictive chemical it's in chips? chips? It's called, sh- well, I don't know about chips, but sugar. Ice cream? Sugar. Sugar. Danny will tell you it's sugar. I don't feel like the more sugar sugar, though. The more sugar you eat, the more sugar you're going to crave. Really? Yes. Like I crave chips more than I crave sugar. You're more of a savory guy than a sweet guy. You don't have you don't have a a sweet tooth that I know about you. That's true. You couldn't. Like, I'd
0: rather sit down and eat a bag of. Cape Cod barbecue chips yes. or salt and vinegar chips than a dessert. Yes. Like, that would be dessert like for that. me. Yeah.
2: I could do either. I Like, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm good ah. at both. I don't discriminate. I'm great with it. Okay. Uh, by the way, you said earlier, uh, and I will repeat it, so this is according to Brad Biggs, and I think others have reported it, the Bears are signing quarterback Trace McSorley to the practice squad. And I think the Bears have officially announced it, too. And, and this was what when we were talking to Carmen, the good kid, and you announced that it, the the news that came out was Julio Jones has signed with. By the way, the injury report. Uh, that, did we talk about anything yet? I just got <laughs> no. You have not officially said okay. them on the air. No. Uh, who was the injury? We we're going to Anthony Richardson. Oh, that's right. Anthony Richardson looks like he's probably going to be out the remainder of the year. And that injury report is brought to you by Coast Ivoni Injury Lawyers. He's obviously the rookie quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And I think you and I had the conversation watching him play early in the year that he needs to learn to play less reckless because even despite the fact he is big and strong, so are all the other guys he's I, playing against. I believe he started four games and yeah. left,
4: left three of them.
0: And I think injury. was he had yeah. shoulder surgery
4: for like a, yeah. a severely separated shoulder? AC joint. That's why yeah. he's... Gonna be, you know, on the shelf How many for the wins season?
2: do they have?
4: Colts?
0: Three. It, oh, oh, three. Okay. I thought It was two. Oh, they have three. Wow. Did Did they they have really three? Yes, sir. Three, three, three and three. All oh, right, okay. so
2: they're three. not a threat. They're not a threat no, then for the not for the Carolina pick. <laughs> so the, for the Carolina pick, it's more like Denver and New England and the Giants. Who else is in there? That I and I'm, the Cardinals and the Cardinals. Cardinals. Those all are one and win know, teams and the Bears, but. This, uh, you know, it we've got here two on, lottery balls. It says in that.
0: here on line six Danielle has an, a comment about potato chips. Danielle, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, fellas? Listening oh, that's, D- that's Danny Zetterman. I'm sorry, my bad. Whatever, Tommy.
1: I get it. No problem.
0: I did not listen. Um, I didn't know who it was.
1: So listen, they they actually hired a scientist. There's a whole show about it that you could watch on like the Food Network. Man, but back in pass. the day, it was Pringles hired a scientist oh, to figure out a way to make the potato chips to be as addicting as drugs. And there's like there's between the. The salt, the sugar, and the fat, it basically rewards the circuit system in your brain that induces this craving, and it's almost like a drug addiction. No joke. I can
0: tell you, like, Pringles, it's funny you mention that, Danny, because as much as I love the Cape Cod barbecue and salt and vinegar chips, there's nothing I love more than an entire can of Pringles.
3: I can eat an entire can of Pringles.
1: So, like, you could take a bag of chips, and you could literally sit down and eat the whole bag and not get full. But do you notice if you do it with other foods, like you cannot eat steak until there's just no more steak. Or you can't eat scrambled eggs until there's no more scrambled eggs. I can. Certain foods you feel <laughs> About satiated pizza, and you're I've done. Seen my
0: man so- knock down a large and a medium in one sitting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Potato
2: chips? You never
1: feel like you're satiated.
2: What do you
0: call it, Danny?
2: I always get creeped out by what you, what you call it when, when you enjoy eating for what?
1: Mouth pleasure. Isn't that cream? Yeah. Say it again. Mouth pleasure. Well, like when you like, there's really right. like no <laughs> nutritional benefit in a potato chip. The only reason you're eating it is because it tastes good. So right. it's mouth pleasure.
0: Well, how much? Like most of the things that I eat probably fit into that category. I know, but I don't
2: call it mouth pleasure. That it, it's too cre-
0: it's too creepy. The, the mouth
2: pleasure thing. It's just.
0: Hey, honey. Any chance you can uh, go when you go to the store? Buy me a bag of mouth pleasure. Really. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Like,
1: I mean, the mouth pleasure jokes, we could circle back to tennis camp.
0: That's
4: true. Oh, boy. Wow. That's true. <laughs> uh, hey, honey, you up for any mouth pleasure tonight? Yeah. Yeah, here's a can
0: of Pringles. That's, that's not what, a can of Pringles. That's, that's not a can of Pringles. It may be the second. That's okay. the size of a can of Pringles. You're also you, you look you are getting you getting close to being inappropriate. My daughter's there as well. Yeah, it's
4: a popcorn. Trend. Oh, that was Sylvie's thing. I was talking about just in general. He's talking about. I'm tennis talking
0: to all three of you, dirt balls. <laughs> all right, Danny. Danny, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Is there Anything else you want to put? Did, you, did <laughs> you get very
2: excited over uh, Louis Riddick talking about Dion? Oh, it was great! It was great! I knew you Lewis was. was great. Yeah,
3: all
0: right. he, he is. is Lewis, he's, all right, he's last L- Lewis basically had Coach Iberflus's foo- uh, phone from a couple of weeks ago. No, he didn't. No, he had fluce's
2: job, and he flushed it down the toilet basically. And he was firing him. No, I
0: know. Well. It's kind of an easy. Uh, yeah, if you're not, point, like, right. I mean, you're just, yeah, you're just right, countering right, to wait, the wait, coaching wait, you want, carousel. You want to, you want to give an extension? Are we talking extensions? No, no, <laughs> Is that' what we're doing. No, now? we're not. Um, okay, uh, like you mentioned earlier as well, the Eagles have signed seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Julio Jones. Eagles are a little bit of a, a, a weird team so far this weird. year. They're, every team's a weird team, That's, right? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, what else do I have? Aaron Rodgers? How about that? Aaron Rodgers is ahead of schedule, but there are hurdles. I believe, did you hear uh, his coach talking about him mm-hmm. and just the impact he has just from being in the room? He's now the opposite of what he was in Green Bay. Yes. Aaron, Jones, or Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is having a rough afternoon right now. Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of those individuals that is fueled by doubt, Sala said Monday. If you doubt him, it only makes him stronger because he has this, oh, you're telling me I can't do something that I'm going to show you. He's going to prove you wrong. I thought it was a really interesting conversation. I think Meller was having it and you were having it maybe a little bit off the air about the new procedure No, we are doing that it. That was
2: my dirty yesterday and good, bad, dirty. We had that on the air. The, about the, the, the new, new procedure. yeah, we really have uh-huh. it on the air?
4: Well, you are having a rough day.
0: But I thought Miller went into further detail, didn't well, you? Well, you and I were you then and
4: discussing that. That was off yeah. the air. Yes. About what the Achilles surgery that uh, Cam Akers had. Yes. And how he how was back was in five and a half months. Yes. And that was two years was like ago. like an extra
0: suture, was the conversation. Correct. Correct. We were There's having. some
4: new suture procedures yeah. that they're doing to lessen the impact that your Achilles will have. And so that there is a possibility that he may return sooner than, I guess, most people are he expecting. Did
0: tell, he did tell McAfee it makes absolutely no sense to have a specific timetable for a return. But he left no doubt that he wants to play again. He told McAfee season. what? That it, it makes absolutely no sense to have a specific timetable oh, yeah. for his return. Yeah. You
2: just play it by he ear, says that, right? Yeah, he says just that keep getting better, and then yeah. if you're in position, you're in the position.
4: Que- the question, I think, is, I mean, you know what they'll do, but if they're good enough... With Zach Wilson as the starter to make the playoffs, but then Aaron Rodgers can return without actually having played a regular season game, right? That's, do you
0: put him in? Of course
4: you do. I know, but do you, you get what I'm saying where it would be a little bit problematic where if Zach Wilson is good enough to get you to the playoffs... And then Aaron Rodgers hasn't played any regular season game, and he wants to come back.
0: Oh, I buy Zach Wilson a comfortable chair on the sidelines. Yeah, you really having? Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, no, no. I'm, of course Rodgers would play, but to the point about, you know, he feeds on all the doubts, except, of course, when it's the playoffs.
2: But you're going to risk that re-injury then? Well, that's up to Rodgers. Yeah. It, it, it definitely has to be figured in, though, Tyler. You're right. I mean, like, if he, do, if he re-injures it, he could be done. Um, next year, well, could probably be for sure. Out. And then you I, just
4: handed out a second-round pick. My God, I can't wait for that week of shows of Greeny. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. The playoffs. No. J- Jets in the playoffs. Wild card weekends. Rodgers has not. Ah, my
0: a- Achilles! By the-, the way, did you guys consume the Dinger Festival last night? I thought it was the most compelling part of the sports viewing evening. As the Phillies were hitting dogs in the I, first inning. I enjoy watching them play. I do, too. With a, a lot with of, a of jealousy. With a tad of jealousy. Yeah. Well, you made some money on them last night, did. too, didn't you? I had
2: both uh, uh, Schwarber uh, and Bryce Harper to
4: hit home I was runs. a double dinger. But, but, but do you want the homer here, Sylvie? Because now seems like the appropriate yeah, time for it. Yeah, I mean, he, he's so good. I love Schwarber.
3: All-star starter in the National League this year. Kyle Schwarber ready to lead off. Oh. First ball swinging. And there it goes. An ambush by Schwarber. And it's one to nothing, Phillies.
2: And, and they come. we we've, Is that a first pitch dong? First pitch dong. Ambush. Yes. We, we've talked about this. He has struggled so far in the postseason. Oh, yeah. And we know with him they come in bunches. Don't ride him I'm, off. I'm playing him to homer again tonight. Here's the thing with these home runs, too. These aren't wall
0: scrapers. These are out by, like, 30, 40 feet. All of them. Oh, Long yeah. dongs. You're right, Tyler. Long dongs. Yes. Long dongs for sure. That's what
2: I was just looking. Uh, what make- is
0: the... Uh, I did not get on in on the the uh, the dong wagering. I had Bryce Harper over a base and a half. So, but I had that thing jacked up to like plus one forty five. I didn't get the full home run effect. He was
2: like with the boost. He was plus six hundred. I want to say that's good. Corber is is not. Well, he was like plus two fifty. Yeah, he's one of the always one of the
0: guys that is not the best value because he's expected. Do you see the Celtics have hired Jeff Van Gundy as a senior consultant? And Tibbs said it makes him sick. It makes Tibbs sick?
2: Yeah, to see him in the Celtics screen. Really? Yeah. Though, I mean... Being a former Knicks head coach? And and Tibbs, yeah, and Tibbs used to work for the Celtics, though, too. Right.
0: Basketball's right around the corner.
2: Uh, I'll I'll miss Van Gundy uh, on the broadcasts. Me as well. I'll never understand that. I he still joins the show. I don't think he will. I mean,
4: he's working for a team. He's not going to have time to talk to us? He's certainly not going to be as critical as he would be... An maybe ant, you
0: will maybe a, a surprise an us all. Maybe surprise us all. Maybe can give us a. I don't know. He won't. All right. When we come back, I do have some uh, some nonsense for you. Uh, a little preview. I got a Netflix story for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh well, you know what? Just come back and I'll. Okay, I'll surprise you. That's nice.
2: Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app.
1: Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home
3: for sports.
0: A little medical uh, news for you. Grapes are the new carrots when it comes to good vision. How about that? A few grapes a day could keep the optometrist away. Greg, I love grapes. They make me fart. And they help your eyes. Okay. They make you fart. Wine. All of them, or just certain ones? When uh,
2: green grapes do. Uh, wine doesn't, though. I think I eat too many. I think what I what happens to me is I. When I, don't I, you? I, yeah, I need to just eat a handful and be done with
0: them. Is there anything that you do eat in moderation? No. Uh, Netflix is planning to open brick and mortar locations. How about that? Does that make any sense to you? Obviously what, are, what would they sell inside there According to a Bloomberg report quoting Josh Simon the company's vice president of consumer products Netflix aims to open a network of stores offering retail dining and live entertainment that leverages its TV shows and movies Dining and Netflix plans store. to open the first 2 of these Netflix house locations in unannounced cities in the US in 2025 Look who's like who would have
2: thought back in the day that the company That sent two or three DVDs to your house would have one of the top streaming services ever and would put Blockbuster out of business. So who am I to second guess it? Yeah, I'm
0: with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. A funeral home worker responsible for transporting dead bodies in a Nebraska county is is suspected of having an intimate encounter with a life-size sex doll he found in the apartment of a deceased person, according to court records. Better the doll, right? Uh, yes. Because that could have got a lot creepier. Investigators say Ryan Smith, who's 41, and a colleague were dispatched last week to a home at the Rock Creek Apartments in Omaha to collect the body of an individual who had died there. Near the body on the bed was a very real life-size sex doll. Police uh, allege that Smith subsequently called the property manager and claimed that the local sheriff had asked to remove the sex doll to collect swabs for biopsies. Smith's strange request was denied by the manager, who later returned to the apartment to discover that Smith was inside the unit, which had been locked with a deadbolt and chain. After Smith exited the home with his shirt untucked and his pants in disarray, the property manager called the cops, who later busted Smith on a felony burglary Mm. charge. Post-arrest examination revealed the sex thought to be sticky, and it appeared that... Oh, no, we don't need those details. What? Telling me the story. I had another one for you. EasyJet flight canceled because of defecation incident. Okay, so what is this? What do you mean? What is this?
2: E- what Easy EasyJet EasyJet easy
0: is the name of the airlines. Okay, so there was they a, had a flight canceled because of a defecation incident, just like what happened a couple of weeks ago. Kind of sounds like it. People have got to go before they board the plane. Yeah, we've got Big Cat coming up here in a minute, so I would just uh, direct you to the interweb and tell you if you need any details about the incident to go there. Not sure if there was a sticky situation there or not, but.
2: Uh, and I think there's going to be a new rule in the NFL, too, that could affect the Bears this upcoming offseason. What does that have to do with pooping on a plane? It has nothing oh, to do okay. with. It. This was a well, separate story. Unless the Bears are going to fly them in. When they, I
3: thought you I, were
2: building no, the, no, no the
0: airplane poop story. No, it was
2: not. It had nothing to do <laughs> with it. I was changing the subject to share with Big Cat. Barstool Big Cat joins us next. <laughs>